Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Tonight, the historic strike of auto workers, employees of America's big three car manufacturers want a big raise and better benefits. How long could this last and how will it impact the entire economy and what the president is urging the automakers to do? Here are tonight's headlines. It's not what we want to do, but it's what we have to do to to get our fair share. Nearly 13,000 employees at key Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis factories trading the production line for the picket line. Can GM be successful if you met all their demands? Uh, Actually, um, no. Hurricane Lee may have been downgraded to a category one, but we're talking about big impacts because it's a very big storm. Breaking news, the special counsel asked for a gag order for Donald Trump, plus the White House on whether President Biden will pardon his son on federal gun-related charges. The high seas drug bust, a wild boat chase ends with the seizure of three tons of cocaine. In Libya, more than 11,000 people are dead in the flood-stricken city of Derna. Authorities have now blocked civilians from entering the city as search teams scour through the mud and destroyed buildings. After a summer of extreme weather, how developers are coming up with innovative ways to combat Mother Nature. This Louisiana home is hurricane-proof because of how it's built. What a new study says about snacking and your health. The new details. And it's Friday, so we go on the road with a reminder, it's never too late to do the right thing. There were many days that I wanted to strike up a conversation with you. Did you get a sense that he was trying to open a door? Absolutely. And when you saw that, what did you think? I thought, well, I'm going to go through that door.
Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Friday night. We begin with the historic strike against all of America's big three automakers. Tonight, the impact already felt with Ford revealing it will temporarily lay off 600 non-striking workers at its Michigan assembly plant. General Motors expects to shut down its Fairfax plant in Kansas City as early as next week. Officials say there is movement in the negotiations, but both sides remain far apart. President Biden, who ran as a pro-union candidate, is sending two of his top aides to Detroit to meet with both sides. It has been 18 hours since about 13,000 began their strike at assembly plants in Missouri, Michigan and Ohio, impacting General Motors, Ford and Stellantis, the parent company of Jeep and Chrysler. CBS's Chris Van Cleve will start us off tonight from outside the Ford plant in Wayne, Michigan. Good evening, Chris. Well, Nora, the union says there were no negotiations today. Both sides expect them to resume tomorrow. UAW did make a counteroffer to the big three late last night, but the companies say the asks were still far too great, and then time ran out. Outside idled auto plants in three states, and in downtown Detroit, just feet from the annual auto show. Striking United Auto Workers, making their voices heard. I think we deserve more pay. I've been here 24 years and ain't had a raise in eight years. At the stroke of midnight, 12,700 UAW workers walked off the production line and joined the picket line. No justice! No jeeps! Halting work at factories in Michigan, Missouri, and Ohio belonging to the nation's big three automakers. An unprecedented move to strike Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis simultaneously. Union President Sean Fain rallied strikers. The billionaire class has been taking everything, and the working class has been left scraping, paycheck to paycheck, just trying to survive. The union is strategically striking plants that make popular and lucrative SUVs and trucks like the Ford Bronco, the Jeep Wrangler, and the Chevy Colorado. It's a warning to automakers that more production disruption could be on the horizon. I don't think anybody wants to do this, but this is what we have to do, so this is what we're going to do. The union is seeking up to a 40% raise, job protections as automakers switch to less labor-intensive EVs, and an unwinding of concessions made during the Great Recession. The big three are negotiating on many of the demands, but so far their proposed raise is about half. We have a historic offer on the table. GM CEO Mary Barra. Why not just give them what they're asking for? We have to make sure the company is going to succeed for the next 115 years. And that means we need to invest in the products you see around me. No one wants a strike. The strike is a political tightrope for President Biden, balancing his pro-union views with economic concerns leading into an election year. The bottom line is that auto workers help create America's middle class. They deserve a contract that sustains them in the middle class. Parts supplier Global Technology sells wheels to several automakers. CEO Dale Hadel says they'll feel the impact immediately and will be forced to consider cutting staff if the strike drags on. Fortunately, there'll be other orders from other customers that are non-Detroit 3, but not enough to carry all your costs and everything. So there will be some furloughs. Stellantis says they are yet to see any ripple effects in their operation from the strike at their, at their Toledo plant. However, that may not be the case for businesses surrounding some of these facilities. They've told us they're very worried that as workers go on strike, they won't be eating out and they won't be spending money at their businesses, Nora. Yeah, so many people affected. Chris Van Cleve, thank you very much. 
Turning now to the weather with Hurricane Lee targeting New England and southeastern Canada with strong winds and coastal flooding. The Category 1 storm battered Bermuda overnight with heavy rains and wind gusts of up to 62 miles per hour. The state of emergency has been declared in Massachusetts and Maine with residents on edge and utility companies staging crews in preparation for mass power outages. Meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel is tracking the storm's progress. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Nora. Just a few hours away now from when Lee will really make its presence felt across the Northeast. Tropical alerts up from Massachusetts all the way up through Maine and into Canada. Some of the worst of the winds, the strongest winds expected in the morning along the coastal areas, really from that 7 o'clock in the morning to 7 o'clock in the evening time frame. Midday, wind still gusting 40, 50, even 60 miles an hour or stronger. Winds will slowly be dying down overnight on Saturday. Rain arrives first, though, tonight, lasting through a good portion of the day. And, Nora, by Sunday, conditions will be dramatically improved. Some good news, Chris Warren. Thank you. Now to a horrific incident at a New York City daycare. A one-year-old boy is dead, and several other children are in the hospital after an incident in the Bronx. CBS's Elaine Kihano joins us now. And Elaine, what have you learned? Well, details are still emerging, Nora, but three children have been hospitalized, among them a seven-month-old girl and a two-year-old boy. We're told that both are now in stable condition. Now, they were rushed to the hospital around 2.40 this afternoon after a report of cardiac arrest. Another two-year-old was taken to the hospital via private means, and a one-year-old was declared dead at the scene. I went to see what was happening and then she started saying that the kids were dying and then um, I saw uh, the, one of the kids laying down. Uh, he wasn't responding, but it was really tra like traumatizing. Now, police and fire department officials are still on the scene investigating. CBS News New York reports that the daycare, which is being operated out of a large apartment building, was just inspected by the state of New York last week. No violations were found. And Nora, fire officials say that a preliminary investigation shows that there was no indication of elevated levels of carbon monoxide. All right, Elaine Cajano, thank you. Now to some more breaking news. Special counsel Jack Smith wants a judge to issue a limited gag order against Donald Trump in that federal trial over his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Smith cited the former president's harassment of prosecutors, potential witnesses and the citizens of D.C. Prosecutors want to prevent Trump from undermining the integrity of the case and intimidating the jury pool. Turning overseas now to the aftermath of this week's devastating floods in Libya. Officials fear up to 20,000 people could be dead in the city of Derna on the Mediterranean. We get more now from CBS's Charlie Daggett. Even in the desperate search for survivors, a chaotic race to recover the dead. Waterborne diseases from the sheer number of bodies pose a deadly threat to those who survived Monday's catastrophic flooding, now struggling to survive its aftermath. A wall of water and mud several stories high swept away whole neighborhoods, a quarter of the coastal city of Derna. Down buildings and destroyed cars show the force of the floodwaters unleashed after the collapse of two poorly maintained dams following torrential rains. It's a limit of time. 
It's not easy for a man to go through this, said Saad, who lost his home. No one helps you, not even the government. The devastation has been compounded by Libya's civil war, a country torn in two. The UN says countless lives would have been saved if a functioning alarm system and capable evacuation teams were in place and better care of critical infrastructure like those failed dams. We buried 25 people without knowing who they are or taking any samples. And the families of those people will never know who they will never know what, what happened to their, to their children, to their sons, to their daughters, to their wives. And those who have already accepted the very worst. Charlie Daggett, CBS News, London. Say a prayer for those poor people. Back here in Washington, President Biden is facing a political and legal storm with the indictment of his son, Hunter Biden. The White House says the president has no plans to pardon his son. CBS's Nancy Cordes reports from the White House. We've climbed out of our great economic crisis. This is what the president had hoped to focus on this week, a surging economy under his watch. But then his son's indictment took center stage. Should Hunter get a pardon, Mr. President? With Hunter Biden facing felony charges, it is now a near certainty that the case will vie for headlines through Election Day. So will the impeachment inquiry launched by House Republicans this week. These allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Democrats, sensing a new phase, have stepped up their defense. There is not a shred of evidence that President Biden committed an impeachable offense. But those aren't the only headwinds he's facing. A new report this week showed inflation inching back up. And polls consistently suggest Americans have concerns about Mr. Biden's age. Absolutely legitimate concern. The presidency's not a job for someone that's 80 years old. It's all catnip for his opponents. How does the president plan to convince the American people over the next year that 80 is not too old for someone who's running for re-election? 80 is the new 40, didn't you hear? Um, look, what I can speak to is what this president has done, right? I can speak to his experience. I can speak to the wisdom that he has. I can speak to his record. One person who is not phased by Mr. Biden's age is his rival, Donald Trump, who said in an interview this week that 80 is not too old to be president. That could be because at 77, Trump himself would turn 80 while in office if he returns to the White House. Nora. Nancy Cordes, thank you. After a summer of extreme weather, heat, wildfires and hurricanes dominated the headlines, we get more now about what people are doing in tonight's In-Depth. CBS's Janet Shamlian shows us how some people are making changes in how they live to ensure the next natural disaster won't leave them without a home. Max Begay loves almost everything about living in coastal Louisiana. Every time I come in, I, I love the way it looks. But hurricane season brings back memories of Katrina in 2005, when his home and neighborhood were washed away, almost as if they never existed. Did you think about leaving at all after Katrina? We all did, and a lot of people left, um, but, but I, I chose to stay. He also chose a geodesic dome for his new house, made of close to 300 interwoven triangles. I built the dome because I didn't want to go through the process of, of losing another house. The dome home is able to withstand winds topping 200 miles per hour, making it essentially hurricane-proof. When you told people you were building a dome home, what did they say? They thought I was a kook. 
Not anymore. The spherical home is also energy efficient because surface area is minimized. His electric bills are usually less than $100 a month, a third of what his neighbors pay. Domes have long been built for their resiliency. From the world's first dome stadium, the Astrodome, to the majestic Iron Dome of the U.S. Capitol. We really want to be able to show how geodesic domes are not just stable and resilient, but they're also eminently efficient and portable and practical. The Smithsonian recently reassembled this dome, the first built in North America, after six decades in storage, part of a focus on extreme weather. We're absolutely not thinking enough about the role of housing and structures in climate change. Dome-shaped buildings made of concrete can withstand wildfires, floods, and earthquakes. Their shape also allows them to disperse tremendous weight without collapsing. Construction costs are generally higher, but so is the chance of survival. How long will you stay here? Well, how long do I have? <laughs> <laughs> A dome of self-defense for those living on the front lines of Mother Nature's beauty and her fury. Janet Shamley in CBS News, St. Bernard, Louisiana. There were gasps of shock in a Michigan courtroom today where three men were found not guilty of their alleged roles in the 2020 abduction plot against Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Nine other anti-government extremists were previously found guilty. Now, a major drug bust on the high seas. Colombia's Navy says after a high-speed chase in the Caribbean Sea this week, it seized three tons of cocaine from a boat. Valued at around $100 million, four people were arrested. Is snacking good for your health? That's next. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. In tonight's Health Watch, a new study underscores the importance of smart snacking. Researchers found that more than one in four people said they eat healthy meals, but then they snack on highly processed foods and sugary treats, especially those who snack after 9 p.m. Researchers say poor snacking choices are linked with higher body fat and cardiovascular disease. On the Road is next. This portion of the CBS Evening News is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Protect the stuff you love with renter's insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Finally, tonight, CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road with an important lesson about the past and the healing power of time. Never mind the limousine, marching band, and red carpet. What amazes 75-year-old Marvin Jones the most is that he's back at his old high school, period. Because when I left Brunswick High School in 1966, I said I would never return. It was a different time. Schools across the South were desegregating, including Brunswick High in Lawrenceville, Virginia, where it fell to Marvin and these 14 other kids to take that first painful step. On the bus, the students would bring KKK flyers. And when I would come down the hall, they'll close their nose and say, here comes a skunk, okay? I felt as if I had leprosy. Even decades later, those memories haunted. So to heal, Marvin decided to put pen to paper, writing letters to the very students who tormented him. What did you say in the letters? I would tell what each person had done to me. Marvin wrote about 90 such letters to former classmates, pouring out his pain whether people wanted to hear it or not, and most didn't. But one of the letters he mailed struck a different tone, and that letter was very well received. That is he. The recipient was Paul Fleshed. Marvin says Paul was one of the few students who never bullied him or said an unkind word. Really touched me. Marvin wrote, There were many days that I wanted to scrack up a conversation with you and that I perceived you as one of the students I could have been friends. Did you get a sense that he was trying to open a door? Absolutely. And when you saw that, what did you think? I thought, well, I'm going to go through that door. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Marvin and Paul became close friends. Good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> and that friendship eventually led to this. We acknowledge their sacrifice. We celebrate their legacy. Last week, Paul and other leaders in the community hosted a ceremony honoring the Brunswick 15. Those 15 brave children who were once treated like untouchables, now embraced with open arms. It means a lot. It means that we have overcome a lot. Marvin used to say he never had one good day at Brunswick High School, but almost 60 years later, looks like maybe he finally has. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Lawrenceville, Virginia. Kindness can help right those wrongs. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night and have a great weekend. And for those who celebrate, Lashana Tova, Happy New Year. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews, and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.